Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. If you shop at Trader Joe's, you probably are familiar already with the story I'm about to tell you. You walk into the store, you find a product that looks like fun, you take it home, and you decide you really love it. And then every time you go into Trader Joe's after that, you always go get a package of whatever that is so that you have it in your house at all times. And then one day, you walk into Trader Joe's, and it's not there. And so you ask somebody, and they say, "Mm, we don't know, huh? I guess it hasn't been here for a little bit now. So you say, okay, well, I'll try again later. They say, it could be that it was a seasonal item, and you know better. You know it wasn't a seasonal item, because you bought it every time you went in. Eventually... You've asked enough times that you come to understand that it's not coming back. It is, in fact, never coming back. And so you just have to get over it and move on with your life, do your appropriate grieving and mourning period, and give it up. Well, I decided to go at one better than that. I fell in love. Well, a couple of things I should tell you (laughs) that I have a replica of their roasted pecan blue cheese dip that I had to create because they seem to have stopped making it. It's on the website, thecookalongpodcast.com. You'll find it under appetizers, or you can just type in any of those words in the search bar and you'll find it. But the podcast today was about a product they had that was in the frozen section that was called Biryani Curried Rice. And it was just... um really nice frozen mixture that had some vegetables and actually some fruit in it as well. And I think you just microwaved it. It's been a while now. I don't actually remember whether you cook it on the stovetop or you had to just microwave it even in the bag. don't recall. But I got tired of missing it and regretting its absence and wishing I could eat it. And I finally went and looked online for two things. I was looking for a picture of the back of the package so I could see what they had put in theirs and other people's recipe ideas for biryani rice. What I figured out is that the back of the package gave me everything I needed to know about what was in it and other people's recipes had given me some ideas about how to make it even better. Of course, I did not know quantities on anything But I sat that day and wrote out on a piece of notepaper all the ingredients I wanted to put in this recipe and my best estimate of how much of each item I was going to need. And a miracle happened. 
because <laughs> I went home that day with this piece of paper that I'd just come up with out of my head and educated guesses about how much of everything should be in there. I made it just as I wrote it down and it came out perfect. It was so yummy and actually so much better than what Trader Joe's had done. And now I do it fairly regularly. And I wanted to share that with you. It's better than Trader Joe's Biryani Curried Rice is its current name. And it's my own creation. And I'm going to tell you how I do it. It's very simple, but it has a lot of ingredients. I don't want that to cause you any anxiety. It's a long list of ingredients. And some of these you may not have. And you may have to go shopping for, and I know that spice stores carry all these things. And actually, I think grocery stores probably have almost all of these things. I know Penzi Spices carries all of them. This is worth shopping around for the ingredients. It's really nice and satisfying and both a homey kind of comfort dish and something that's nice enough to serve to company and be proud of it. I will read the ingredients, and then we're going to start step one, and we're going to have to go away after that for a little bit. Your ingredient list, one and a half cups of uncooked brown basmati rice, two and a quarter cups of vegetable stock. If you have homemade, that's great. I use the kind in the aseptic cartons. One bay leaf, quarter of a teaspoon of salt, a third of a cup of chopped onions, a third of a cup of chopped red bell pepper, half a cup of frozen peas, a third of a cup of peeled chopped apples, chopped kind of small, a third of a cup of raisins, and if you prefer them, you can use golden raisins. The look is different, certainly, if you have golden raisins, and the flavor is slightly different as well. I think whatever raisins you happen to have on hand are fine and perfect. You need a large clove of garlic. This one you may not have in your house. You can find it at your grocery store. I know Costco carries it, but they carry it in huge containers. It's ghee, G-H-E-E, which is butter without the dairy solids in it. So it's essentially, it's the oil part of the butter, which means it's shelf stable and keeps forever. So if you do get a Costco one, Yes, they're big, but I think you'll be making this recipe quite often. And there's a blog on the website, the cookalongpodcast.com website, about popcorn and popping your own rather than using those little packages you can buy that are expensive and non-environmentally friendly. And I use ghee for that as well. So if you like popcorn, it wouldn't hurt to have the ghee in the house. You need one and a half tablespoons of that a half a teaspoon of salt, a half a teaspoon of sugar, a half a teaspoon of ground turmeric, a half a teaspoon of ground cumin, one and a half teaspoons of garam masala, a quarter of a teaspoon of ground coriander, a quarter of a teaspoon of crushed red pepper flakes. You'll need another third of a cup of vegetable stock and a teaspoon of lime juice. And then I highly recommend sprinkling some salted dry roasted cashews on the top. You can toast them if you don't have dry roasted ones. Trader Joe's has some nice salted cashews that are fun to snack on and really good 
on top of this. Actually, any kind of mixed nuts. I hate to say Costco again, but the truth is they make extra fancy unsalted mixed nuts, which is cashews, almonds, pistachios, and pecans. And you can toast those as well, sprinkled with a little salt, and put those over the top of this. And that's really good. I've done that, and it's really good. That's the source of the protein if you're going to do this as a main dish, which is what I often do. But I have also served it exactly the same way with the nuts as a side dish. And people really like this. I'm sure at this point you're feeling slightly overwhelmed by the ingredient list, both because it's long and because some of the ingredients may sound a little exotic. Once you go look in your grocery store, I think you're going to find that these things are all fairly common. I do worry about the ghee, although I think you can find it in the baking section with the oils. It may be on a top shelf because they probably don't sell a whole lot of it. And the other hard one might be the garam masala. That's G-A-R-A-M-M-A-S-A-L-A. And you may have to go to a spice store for that one, but it's a really important one for the flavor that we're about to create. For this recipe, because the ingredient list is kind of long, I highly recommend that you go to the website and look up the recipe so that you can see the pictures of it when it's finished and during the process of making it, but primarily so that you can get the ingredient list in a way that is easy to see. I mean, to try to remember what I just said or write it all down would be kind of tricky. So I recommend that you just go look it up on the website and make your list from there, or copy and paste it, or however you want to do it. But that's going to be your easiest way. Now, the equipment you're going to need are a saucepan, two quarts, two and a half quarts, because we got to cook some rice, and a large skillet with a lid. And you're going to have to chop a few things, so some kind of knife. That's it. And the first step is to cook up the rice. So in whatever pan you're going to use... It needs to have a lid. It's a saucepan with a lid. Put in the one and a half cups of the brown basmati rice. If you don't have basmati, but you have brown rice, that's okay. The basmati just has a nice aroma to it that makes this smell amazing while it's cooking. And then add your two and a quarter cups of vegetable stock and a quarter teaspoon of salt and your bay leaf. Then you're going to set that on a burner on high heat and let it come to a boil, and then turn it way down low and cover it with a lid and let it simmer until the liquid is all absorbed by the rice, which is going to probably be 40 to 45 minutes. When that's done, you can set it aside and come back, and we will do the rest of this recipe, although there are things we can do in terms of chopping. So if you want to keep working while your rice is cooking, stick with me for a bit. Otherwise, I'll see you shortly, and we will chop those things up when you're ready to come back. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. 
LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we do have to take care of the vegetables and get them ready to go in, vegetables and fruits. As you go through this, you'll see that the list really isn't as long as you thought. So we're just going to chop some onions. A third of a cup is really not a lot, so we don't have to do a lot. I got a half an onion, flat side down, and I just made two incisions parallel with the cutting board. And now I'm making some incisions straight down to the cutting board in sort of a fan shape on the front half of this onion. And then I go back and I just cut straight down. And I have chopped onions. And you'll find that you get to a third of a cup really quickly. It just isn't very much. They don't have to be super tiny. We're going to cook them so it doesn't really matter. I cut too many in just that short moment. I cut too many. So I'm putting the rest away for another time. Okay, now we're going to do the same with the red pepper. This is a sweet pepper. I suppose you could use a hot pepper if you felt like it. But the sweet bell pepper is really what I intend and is really nice in here and gives it this beautiful color. You could also use a different color bell pepper. I like the sweetness of the red and also that it's gorgeous to look at. All right, what else have we got here? We've got the frozen peas, and that's a half a cup. And you know, you could just sort of pull that out and just let it sit there. I think that's what I'm going to do. And there, we're already done with all the veggies. The next thing is the fruit. And I unfortunately cut my apples into wedges before I peeled them. That is not the easy way to do this. It's much easier to peel your apples first. However... You don't need a whole apple to make a third of a cup. It's really, uh, again, not nearly as much as you think it's going to be. So I'm going to have to peel my apples here, these wedges of apple, before I can chop them. I am, however, lucky enough to have apples that came off of a tree in our yard. You can't just pick one off and eat them. They have a lot of problems with them this year. They have a lot of bugs in them. 
which from the way the rest of the trees in the neighborhood look, it seems to be a common issue this year. And also, they got a little sunburned in some of our heat waves. But nonetheless, they're homegrown, and I love them for that. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you away. You want your apples peeled and chopped, kind of small, and you want to fill up a third of a cup measuring thing with it. And you need another third of a cup of your raisins. You don't have to do anything to those other than measure them out. But once you get those two things in your third of a cup measurements and you're ready to go, come on back. All right, the next thing is a large clove of garlic, which we're going to trim the end off of the dry end and smash it to crack the skin and then peel the skin off of. And then we're going to either chop it really small or put it through a garlic press. Gosh, where did I put this? This is in a podcast about Cindy's favorite cooking hacks, episode one, that America's Test Kitchen, somebody confessed or leaked the fact that they don't mince garlic. They put it through a garlic press. So I promptly went out and got myself an OXO garlic press, which has really big square holes squishes the garlic. You're going to hear it right now. In about the same size as a nice fine mince. And I don't mince garlic anymore either, but you probably are. That is all the fruits and vegetables that are going in here. And what's left is the spices that we can prepare ahead of time. It's pretty easy. I just have a little tiny bowl that I'm going to put all the spices into because they all go in at the same time. That means they can be combined in a single container. So a half teaspoon of salt, a half teaspoon of sugar, a half teaspoon of ground turmeric. Watch out for this stuff because if turmeric gets on your clothing mixed with any kind of liquid, it will not come out. It's actually something that is sometimes used as a dye to make yellow cloth. So just be careful. Just a little heads up. And then a half teaspoon of cumin. That's ground cumin. One and a half teaspoons of the garam masala. This smells so nice. Um, Garam masala is like this sort of magical combination of savory and sweet spices. I don't want to talk and measure at the same time, so let me get this measured out. And then I'm going to read you what's in here. This one is from Penzi's. I'm sure you're not terribly surprised about that. And it is coriander. Telecherry black pepper, cardamom, cinnamon, charnushka, which is also nigella seeds, caraway, cloves, ginger, and nutmeg. With that list of ingredients, you could totally get why it smells so amazing when you take off the lid. Now we're going to add a quarter of a teaspoon of coriander, which you may not know this. Ground coriander is made from the seeds of the cilantro plant. And... This is just my personal belief, but you may have other stories to tell. I believe that the people who cannot eat cilantro because it's repulsive to them are okay with coriander. It's a different part of the plant, and it doesn't seem to bother them in the same way. All right, the last spice here is a little crushed red pepper flakes. It's a quarter of a teaspoon. It just gives it a tiny bit of heat. Not a lot, just sort of enough. 
you can go overboard on that. If you really like the heat and things, you can, I guess, add a little more. If your rice is done, we can move on to the rest of the recipe with the stuff we've just cut up and mixed together. So at this point, you want your large skillet with the lid that will fit on it and the ghee. You could probably use butter, actually. Butter doesn't have as high of a smoke point, but it's got the same flavor. And that's kind of why I like the ghee, because it's got a little bit of a buttery flavor to it. Well, not a little bit. It's got quite a lot of buttery flavor to it. Put the ghee or the butter or the oil, you could also use some sort of oil, into your skillet. And turn up the heat under the skillet to medium. And we're just going to melt this ghee. Melt it down. Melt the butter, melt the ghee, or heat up the oil, whatever it is you're using. Once your ghee or oil is starting to shimmer a little bit in the pan... You want to scoop in the red peppers and the onions. And we're just going to stir those around for three to four minutes until the onions are translucent. You see, despite all those ingredients, the recipe itself is really quite simple and easy to do. We're just sort of going to combine everything in this pan and it's going to come out to be this kind of amazing curry dish that I think you're going to find kind of irresistible. It's hard to stop eating it. It's also good the next day if you're lucky enough to have any left the next day. By the way, this recipe serves four people. Either as a side dish, probably as a side dish, maybe as a main dish if people aren't too hungry and you're serving some bread or something with it. While those are starting to saute a little bit, you probably want to measure out the additional third of a cup of vegetable broth that you're going to need. And just keep that handy in a glass or a measuring cup because we're going to pour it in toward the end here. You could also get your lime juice ready to go. If you're squeezing a lime, you only want, yeah, you really don't need very much lime juice. If you have some in a ready-made container, it's probably easier because a teaspoon is not very much. And if you put more than that in here, it certainly isn't going to hurt it. And you may decide you like it that way. But if you're actually doing a lime, you probably are going to only need part of a half of that lime in terms of its juice. But you could squeeze that now. Stir your onions and peppers a little bit. And then go squeeze your lime and then come back and stir your onions and peppers a little bit. Once your rice is done, which is probably sitting on a different burner on your stove, if you're anything like me, you would just fish that bay leaf out of there, because that does not go into the dish. All it did was sort of flavor the broth that we used. And once your onions are translucent, we're just going to add the peas, the apples, that was the peas, the apples, the raisins, and the garlic to that same pan. And stir that up a little bit. I'm going to saute this for about, well, again, three to four minutes. What we're looking for this time is the apples to soften up a little bit because you don't want them crunchy in this dish. 
we want them soft. You know, like baked apples. You know how good those are, right? If you don't, I guess I better do that as a podcast. My only issue with this part of the recipe is that the raisins tend to come out of whatever package they're in, kind of clumped together. And this is when I discover that I did not get them separated very well before I dumped them in the pan. Just keep stirring that. I don't think this really even takes three to four minutes. Two minutes is probably enough. Now we're going to put that broth in here and we're going to cover the pot. Turn it down a little bit and just let it simmer for about four minutes. So I'm going to actually set a timer. And that should be enough to let the apples actually completely soften. And this recipe is almost finished. In case you haven't figured that out, almost everything we were going to do is now done. We haven't put in the spices yet, but that's next. You can take the lid off and stir things around every short while just to see how the apples are doing. Because it isn't really about the four minutes. It's really about when the apples have softened enough that you're not going to get crunchies. And mine did that in about three minutes. So I'm going to call that done enough. And now the spices go in. Just dump that whole container right in there. And stir it around about two minutes. Cooking and stirring so that those spices go all over all of these little vegetable and fruit pieces. Again, that's more the clue than how much time you need. We're just... oh. The perfume of the garam masala is sort of, it's kind of flowery, especially when you put it with all these other things. It's it's really kind of a incomparable smell. I don't know anything it smells like, so I can't help you with that. You'll just have to try this yourself. Once the smell is released, that means that the spices have been what they call bloomed, and your apples are already tender and everything is stirred in. So... Take the rice and stir that into the pan with your vegetables and fruit. You know, there aren't even enough vegetables in here to say that it's this vegetable thing that's good for you. (laughs) Maybe I should start incorporating some broccoli or something into it. But that would be a whole different dish. Just stir it all around. And then add your lime juice. We're going to just put that in now before we stir everything together. And we're going to stir that. Just gently until all the little grains of rice are coated with the spices and any clumps in the rice have been broken up and your dish is ready to serve. And you do that with some of the nuts that you either toasted or that you have in a package. Whatever kind of toasted nuts you have, they go on the top, a little on the top of each bowl or if you're doing a big serving bowl. Just sprinkle them over the top. They will eventually kind of get stirred in. And that's okay. Because everybody's going to want some of those nuts on here. And that, my friends, is my biryani curried rice recipe. Which you will find nowhere else on the planet. At least today. After today, maybe a lot of people will be making it. I love, love, love this dish. Unless you don't like curry, I think you're going to love it too. It's just so easy to eat and then go get more of. 
I hope you have a good time cooking it and a better time eating it. And that you will visit my fundraising site, Kofi, K-O-F-I.com slash the cookalong podcast and toss a couple of bucks my way when you're thinking about cooking this. And until next time, happy cooking. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.